Welcome to... No, I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to Drunk Art Review, <laughs> the podcast where everyone from teetotal to blind ass drunk is welcome to give their honest ass opinions on all forms of art. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Rosie. I'm Jenny. And this is Drunk Art Review. Hi, guys. Yay, we're back. We're back after our really amazing uh, podcasting up in Norwich with uh, Mr. John Scarrett. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, real good good fun. fun. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, yeah. All over the place. And checked out his artwork. Yeah. You I, better have checked out that artwork. We've linked it on our Instagram page. I know, yeah. You need to, you need to go follow that man. Follow us. <laughs> follow us. Follow him. Buy his stuff. Yeah, I actually bought his um, one of his Hannibal zines, which I did tell you about earlier. But I figured I'd mention it again because we we're actually recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you, I mean, like, you can't go wrong. One of his zines is Keanu with dogs. So mm-hmm. like, you cannot go wrong with this man's artwork. Fuck yeah. I'm like when we when we when I had that live feed of me actually looking at it for the first time recording that was my genuine reaction it's still the same mm. bravo bravo john so what have you been up to jenny <laughs> i don't know if i could possibly say live on air jesus <laughs> or, or more rather what is our topic for this week our topic this week is raiders of the lost art see what we did there oh, i fucking love that pun oh yeah raiders of the lost art Thinking Indiana Jones for those who are too young to appreciate that beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Um, ah, yeah, beautiful. Mm. The amount of times though oh, that I, I talk about films and people have not seen them, like it's, it's this sort of dying battle that I have to keep like. Yeah, but we're not all film buffs like you. Rosie has a b- I... ridiculous knowledge of film, so like we don't, we cannot compare. See, I never thought I was a cinephile. Until and I know it's such a it sounds really bad, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but I never thought that until I started like talking to other people that I didn't know me for you know had never met me before, and I was like, oh, have you seen this? And and do you know that? Oh, I've got this film relates to this one, and this one relates to this one. Like, um, and I don't think I know a lot about film, but I would like to know more. Always. <laughs> what are you drinking, Rosie? My God, I'm such a lad right now. Uh, drinking. Uh, Laddie Foster's. Oh, Rosie. Yep, yep. Lager, lager. It was the it was the one can in the fridge, so I was like, you know what? Give me that. I finished my drink already because we were nattering so much before the podcast started. Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't <laughs> um, seen you in, yeah. in a couple of days. So I know. It's been a whole couple up, of days, you know. Catch up, see what my girl's doing. It, you know, we can't help ourselves. I was drinking a uh, passion fruit flavoured wine based cocktail. Smells delicious. But the cap yeah. didn't come off, did it? We had to like ha- oh, hammer that open. I literally had to hack it open with a knife at one point <laughs> because the ring pull came off and I was very upset. Yeah. Um, but I've drunk it all now, it was delicious. Mm. And there's nothing more fun than being able to use a knife. You know, quite satisfying. That really should have been on our uh, other episode where we were the, talking the, about the, a serial killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I can. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, definitely feel like this is going to be way more of a chilled, relaxed. ADSM or <laughs> ASMR. There we go. ADSM. Yeah. I don't know what I was saying. BDSM and ASMR I... mixed together. Can you imagine? Oh my Someone God. relaxes to the sounds of whips <laughs> cracking. <laughs> or it could be the other way around where they like whisper all like as they're doing like all the various sexual whipping and quiet. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a very bad boy. Don't you love the sound of it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'd be very good at dominatrix. Um, oh, I would love it. 
but in a really lovely way. I'd never be aggressive. I'd be, what do you call it, a facilitator mm. of those deep desires. <laughs> well, look out for our eroticism episode, everybody. <laughs> Coming soon Isn't to it? Spotify. Uh huh. Yeah, we're on Spotify now, which mm. is awesome. We might have mentioned it once or twice. Yeah. And. Our microphone is fucking bitching now. You can hear us properly. I know. Even got a spit spit guard to get rid of oh, all those pops so, and things. So, so professional. Yeah, yeah. And we're not downstairs. We're not in Norwich. We are upstairs in my own studio, aren't we? Oh my God. Yeah. It's great. Um, I, I like it. I like it. I like, I feel more professional in here. She's so professional. Yeah, real professional. Anyway. Anyway. Rangers of the Lost Art. Back onto the episode. So... Mm. Jenny, mm-hmm. tell me a story. Okay, so the piece of artwork I have chosen mm-hmm. was stolen twice from the same museum. <laughs> That's like, fool me once, fool me twice, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so it's a piece by Vincent Van Gogh, or Vincent okay. Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, it's called Poppy Flowers, painted in 1887, also known as Vase and Flowers, but mostly known as Poppy Flowers. Um, let me find you the image so you can admire this beautiful thing. You see, I did. What did you type in? <laughs> Lost artwork. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to like find my favorite I one. I definitely saw that, and I was like, "Oh, mate, love Van Gogh, Van Gogh." Oh my God, I'm not American. Why do I say Van Gogh? It's just it yeah, rolls no, off the tongue I'm excellently as well. Um, but that was definitely one that I saw. I thought maybe but, you were going to talk about the Mona Lisa because that was yeah, wow. that was that interesting. I nearly yeah, did. I nearly yeah. did the Mona Lisa, and then there was a Frida Kahlo one that took yeah, my fancy yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. But um, I don't know. I think the fact that this one was stolen twice from the same museum <laughs> and how it was stolen the second time, which I'll get into. See, I don't know the story about. It was how just kind of like yeah. I don't know much about the first time, in all honesty. But the second time, it was a bit of like a kick in the teeth. So it's kind of funny. Um, but this is the image I'm showing Rosie. It will be up on our on our Instagram and our... It's so different to his sunflowers, isn't it? Mm. It has a real, like, darkness, but over overly joyous as well. It's really, like, bright and colourful and yellow and... Well, uh, that's the thing. So, so this, awesome. this is a still-life piece. Um, it was painted three years before his suicide. And between 1886 and 1890, Van Gogh tried to capture the vibrancy of poppy flowers and that were blooming in South France in his, you know, yeah. in the region. Um, but he started out um, in a residency in Paris, um, painting them as still lives in vases. And then as his style developed, moved out to the actual fields where they grew. And, yeah. And, you know, that they bloomed, I think, let's have a look, right into late spring. Um, and he started painting them in their natural... So that's when they, mm. you get those pictures of him painting almost like fields of flowers and poppies and th- that type of style. So his style developed... Um, so yeah, that one's quite dark, and but with like a super bright pop of colour, very post-impressionist style. I mean, the colour sings out on the page, doesn't it? Well, mm. say page, canvas. And for anyone that is listening and hasn't yet seen the picture, so they're vibrant yellow flowers, but then there's three red pops of poppies just mm. in there, and they're in a vase, very dark background, so it's quite a contrast. Have you noticed that, that you've got the three poppies, but they're the, the red ones, they're in the various state of bloom? So you've got one that's a bud, one that's like about to, or maybe on like death door. Yeah. And then you've got like the full bloom beauty on the side. Yeah. Which I hadn't noticed until mm. now. Well noticed, my girl. Gorgeous. Um, I'm sure there's some hidden meaning in there. I'm sure there yeah. is. Um, <laughs> apparently, the most recent estimate sets it at about $50 million oh. in value. 
So whoever stole oh, it the second time, oh. you quits in, you little bitches. <laughs> Excuse me while I vomit over here. God. Is it not... So much money. Is it not ridiculous? And someone just... Okay, so this is where we get into the, the, the story. Okay. So tell me, regale me. So it was stolen from the Mohammed Mahmoud... Sorry, let me say that again. <laughs> stolen from the Mohammed Mahmoud Khalil Museum. I think I've said that right. I apologise if I've butchered it. Which is in Cairo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time it was stolen was in 1977. And it was recovered by authorities a decade later. Now, the second time it was stolen, again, stolen from the same museum. <laughs> was it hanging in the same place? Please say it was. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not sure. But it was stolen again in 2010. Mm. And it's never been recovered since that theft. Ooh. So, two I mean, sus- There's another year to go for 10 years. So, maybe it's like every 10 years. Yeah, it maybe reappears. it's just like a running joke with yeah. these particular art thieves. They're just <laughs> like, let's, let's just fuck hang- that museum up again. It's just hanging up in their bathroom, like, oh, it's so beautiful. So, they're like having a shower, a bath, like yeah. just cheersing to it. You know, this is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> So two suspects were detained this time mm-hmm. um, at Cairo International Airport for a few hours after the painting went missing, but these arrests turned out to be red herrings and the real thieves have never been caught. Oh my god! So it was this big thing and I've also got some more information here. Yeah. So it was stolen in broad daylight. <laughs> broad daylight. That's the way to do it. Um, it was reported that the suspect or suspects um, pushed a couch up against the wall in order to get to the painting to cut it out of its frame and then casually left the museum um, and none so of no, these, no one saw it no so apparently none of this attracted um, the museum staff set off any alarms or anything like that so given 2010 no alarms around a Vincent van Gogh yeah and considering what else was in this collection at this museum so there was like works by Monet Renoir yeah. Degas you would think that that kind of museum with those kinds of I mean a piece of artwork that's worth 50 million dollars <laughs> have some kind of you know or even just someone you know sleeping in the corner that might wake up if someone moved a giant couch across the room so apparently um according to egyptian officials at the time of the theft only seven of the museum's 43 cameras were operational and apparently none of the security alarms were active oh my god this this is like this is like an invitation for other people to just steal artwork Mm. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Like, all, the, all this artwork is just laying there to yeah. be picked up, to take home and, like, hang on a wall or put into the black market, you know, either or. So, yeah, and apparently an Egyptian prosecutor followed up by saying that the situation was offering a facade of security. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently there was only ten possible suspects because there were only ten people that had visited the museum that day. Oh my god. So, so, what? Exactly. How have they not found these people? And also, like, it, it's like sticking up a pretend camera on the wall and be like, yeah, that's going to deter people, you mm-hmm. know, or an alarm system on the wall and, like, not even turn it on. Like, oh so, my which god. kind of like raises the question uh, did somebody know someone on the inside? Because how would yeah. you know that none of those things were in place? Mm. Um, yeah, so if they say, like, 10 people visited the museum, mm. did they even re- look into all the people who were working there? Well. Mm. So, soon as the frame with the gaping hole was discovered, apparently everyone just went nuts, like, the country went mad, because obviously, well, yeah. you know... The prized um, possession's been stolen. Uh, the Egyptian Minister of Culture, Farouk Hosni, um, he ordered the airports and the seaports, everyone was on high alert, um... And the museum officials face an official official inquiry because obviously their um you know the security situation was so bad and apparently it resulted in some high profile arrests because of how bad their security oh was and how poorly they'd maintained 
maintained yeah. it. Well, um, think about it. If you if you if you have like a like a uh, an insurance claim, and you say, oh well, um, I left the window open and the door unlocked, but they came in and stole all of my shit. Mm. <laughs> like the the com- com- compensation people are not going to be like, yeah, like that isn't your fault at all. You know, like they they. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's have gone, wrong. Yeah, it's it's wrong. But it's an open invitation because there are assholes in this world. And you need to protect yourself against those ones. Yeah. So it's just mad, isn't it? So people that have been detained at the airport that mm. were the red herrings were a couple of Italians that were about to board a flight home. Um, and apparently they'd been part of a tour group um, that visited the museum and they'd roused officials' mis- um, suspicions. Um, well, when they moved the couch and stole it. <laughs> well, no, no one actually saw them doing that. And, of course, no one could catch it on camera because yeah. no cameras worked. Um, apparently someone remembered them going into a bathroom and then leaving the museum very quickly soon after. Mm. Um and then this uh, minister of culture, um, Hosni, yeah. that I'd spoken about previously, he initially said, "Oh, we found the painting. We detained these two people." But then, learned, then learnt the information was false because he thought that's what had happened. And then he had to retract his statement. So it was just basically a massive balls up, and no one knows where this piece of artwork has gone. What a fuck up, Jesus! Mm. See, in these scenarios. What gets me the most, though, is that they always cut the painting out of the cat, like, ah! and I'm like, please, just, like, you're destroying, like, there's, there's, you know, that sort of line. Destroy the edges. Yeah, yeah, and it's so hard to, like, re, um, uh, re-stretch, you know, a painting mm. onto a canvas, and that, that just gets me every time. It really does. But, yeah, so, I mean, most people now believe that there was some kind of inside job going on, because how would you know about the lack in security there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my my Sherlock Holmes detective skills are saying inside job. But it's just when you, it's just like you think like when you think about like great art thefts. Yeah, like, you know, you think like Mission Impossible, like coming down from a ceiling, like mm-hmm. da da da. Sorry about that. that was a really bad impression. <laughs> I'm gonna um, definitely you know like coming down on a wire and like trying to avoid lasers and all that sort of shit. No, these these whoever it was walked into a museum in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. None of the security cameras fucking like pushed the couch up against the wall, cut the thing out of the frame, fucked off with it. Yeah, it could have been a fact of like, oh, there's, I don't see anyone around. Camera doesn't look like it's working. Cool, I've got a knife. Let's cut it out. And like, spare the moment. I'm sure it wasn't, but yeah. See, I, I think it was more likely that someone knew something, and yeah. the fact that that piece of artwork had been stolen <laughs> from that museum before, you just, it's just like a running fucking joke. I remember I'm, it was someone from someone's family that like an older. Sorry, that's me rattling a sweet wrapper. <laughs> um, you know, you wonder if like someone's dad did it, and then the yeah. kid did it as a joke. <laughs> like, Dad, look what I got. <laughs> Like, I did the same thing. Oh, my God. I, I would be amazed if it was, like, the same, exactly the same, like, scenario. Because, <laughs> I mean, in the 70s, cool, yeah, you're not going to have cameras everywhere. But 2000, 2010, like, fucking hell. Mm. Like, they should have had security. Or at least even, like, a VHS recording of it. <sighs> well, that's amazing. That just made me laugh yep. when I was reading about that. It's somewhere out in the world now. Mm-hmm. Who fucking knows? It's disappeared without trace. There's yeah. not been any kind of leads or anything. It's just out in the wild. So, yeah. Well, well, I mean, like I say, another year, maybe it'll pop up every ten. Who knows? That's great. Yeah. Mm. Sure, I did enjoy that one. No, I love it. It, just, it was just bizarre, the fact that it had been stolen twice from the same place. <laughs> Such weird circumstances. <laughs> I just, it just made me chuckle in a weird, sadistic way. Yeah, no, because I saw that. Because I did, I did the, the basic, like... 
famous pieces of artwork. Famous, yeah, and uh, that was one of them that popped up, and I didn't go into the actual story of it, so I'm so thrilled that you talked about it. Glad you enjoyed. <laughs> now, I have chosen something that is entirely off the beaten track and it made me laugh because I was like oh my god like what the fuck this must happen all the fucking time Mm -hmm. okay so let me get my deets try not look at my screen as I get all my information up so I'm just gonna Um, sit here and eat refreshers okay so this is in China Mm -hmm. Chinese story to read to tell to you (laughs) um basically the general outline of this is that in in the course of two years, between mm-hmm. 2004 to 2006, mm-hmm. um, the chief librarian at Gangzhou Academy mm-hmm. um, of the Fine Arts gradually replaced 140 paintings with his own. Whoa! <laughs> Were they really like bad per- impersonations or were they good impersonations? No, no, he mimicked each painting. Alright, he did just put like a child's drawing up and drawn <laughs> like, no, it's That's amazing, it's so good. And yeah. so many of these pieces were, you know, uh, sort of calligraphized or calligraphy, ink drawings, you know, mm-hmm. very impressionistic uh, of Chinese culture. Anyway, so he replaced them with his own works of art. Um, the thief, which is called Zhao Young, sold the pieces at various auctions. Uh, for a total of six million pounds. Um, but of course, when he was caught, uh, which I think was in 2010. Mm. Um, oh, that's coincidence. Yeah. It's like, mm. mm. <laughs> we're just on the same wavelength. You think he went on holiday to Egypt? Possibly, possibly yeah. Um, he still had another 11 million worth of stolen art in his possession. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> um, but so to go into it a little bit further. Zhao Young, who's, who was 57 at the time, um, or no, it was 57 in 2010, so he's well over 60 now. <laughs> he uh, was chief librarian, um, and he said on his first day of work, he had already noticed fakes in the, li- in the library, in the mm. gallery. And he realised that, you know, people could just take these paintings home like a library. So essentially, you could take them home, copy them, come back and replace them. Which is something that we just don't do here. No. I think it's like a a different kind of culture thing. Which would be amazing, but it's different types of work, Mm. I suppose. So it's easier to transport. You can't really take a Van Gogh home, can you? Um, No, not really. (laughs) But some of these these ink paintings and washes were like so famous in China. Mm. And so expensive too. I mean, if you think about it, he's making all this money from like just auctioning off again. Uh, so yeah, he said that he noticed several fakes already hanging in the gallery. And then later, after he had replaced particular ones, he then realized that other people had replaced his fakes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like this constant stream of other fakes. So people were selling his fakes from yeah! there. <laughs> Which I love. Like, I mean... How this story isn't like I mean there's a there's a thread of sadness to it, but it's just fucking hilarious. Like this sort of a perpetuation of Everyone's like one just fucking each other up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like something you'd see in a fucking sitcom, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like um, where are these beautiful pieces of artwork, but then there's all these fucking idiots just like replicating each other. Yeah, but it kind of makes you wonder, like, um, if at points like people i'm sure at some point people have like been jokey enough to like oh well i've got the real one i'm gonna swap it back and then like later on like swap it out again like 
to keep up with appearances, you know what I mean? Like, if any of them get tested, Although which it's is like, so bizarre. And not to, because it's weird because it's Chinese artwork, but, like, it's like the game Chinese Whispers, I wonder. Yeah. Like, it is a little bit. So it starts, like, one picture, and, like, everybody replicates, and slowly it becomes something <laughs> completely different, because, like, it's morphed into something. <laughs> like, it started out as a dragon, and now it's a fucking tiger, <laughs> because of the different people that have copied it and replaced it's, it over it's time. It's amazing, it's amazing. Um, it's insane. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah like, but he was the chief librarian so essentially he was in charge of everything um and i imagine they had like a few audit people that would come around and be like yep everything looks on board this looks the same as that and they wouldn't like put it through any x-rays or anything um and the only way he actually got found out was that um someone who was also working there had a conscious conscience and, and saw that this was happening and was like you know this isn't right when he was arrested he said, yeah, that he didn't know who had replaced his fakes, so he had no idea who else was doing it within his sort of, you know... Workers, students work or colleagues. colleagues or... But also it makes you think... I wonder just... if the colleague that reported him was the one that... I wonder! And he, I know they're just, just doing, doing it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes you wonder as well, like, how skilled an artist these um, uh, librarians are and mm. these curators. And I wonder as well, like... If like over time, if one of them was just a really shit painter, <laughs> it's like yeah, I can do it. And then like, they put this really shit like uh, fake up, and that's been copied again and again. So that that kind of makes me laugh as well. Um, but yeah, he sold 125 of the 140 that he. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so that was more than th- uh, 34 million yen, which is like 3.5 million. Um, and he used the money to buy apartments and other paintings. So he's obviously like a, a painting aficionado, like he loved it. And the 18 others he sold are estimated to be worth more than uh, 70 million yen, which is 7.2. But I already told you the, the money side of it too. I'm just it's rereading insane, myself. Isn't it? It's incredible. Uh, Zhao pleaded guilty uh, to a corruption charge for substituting the 143 paintings and said he deeply regretted his crime. Of course he did, only because he got caught. <laughs> well... I'd be kind of proud of that, wouldn't you? As an artist, us both, I think we can see the the hilarity and the humour within that, but also, like, the appreciating artwork as well, like, replicating, even mm. though it's kind of for the the idea of, like, it being fake and everything, like, making money mm. and all that, but it's kind of hilarious, like... It's just the fact that other people have replaced his with their fakes, and you're just like, the fuckery is non-stop. yeah. yeah. Um, but one of uh, the most famous ones that he redid was Rock and Birds by Zhu mm. uh, Da, which is a 17th century uh, painting. <laughs> uh, I'll, show you, I'll show you it here. There, mm. So there is something that I can show you. Um, it's this one. In reality, you could, if you, mm. if you had the brushwork right, you could do this with um, relative ease. Mm. However, I mean, it, it's ink, so it's going to be quite difficult to mm. get it like that. But if you if you knew how to, it would. It ink probably isn't an easy medium to. Yeah. If you don't if you're not used to working in it. Yeah, it's quite a very it's very temperamental. Fluid. It's like um, making jazz exactly the same, <laughs> which is impossible. Um, but if you were skilled like that, then theoretically it wouldn't take you very long because essentially mm. it's just ink on paper. Da 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 da. Uh, Zhao said he stopped when the paintings were moved to another gallery. Um, he was the university's chief librarian until 2010, and his actions came to light when an employee discovered that he had done all this and then told the police. So I should have found out whether he's actually in prison now or was sentenced to something because this the the article that I was reading about it was in was about four years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. 
it makes you think as well, like, how many fakes there are mm. within the galleries that you've, you know, across the world, like... Mm. People love to replicate, and I mean, you see that all through, you know, Instagram, people are always copying each other, Mm. and they're learning, and like, it's just a big thing, it's a big thing to like, learn from each other, Mm. but to exactly replicate, that is a skill, Mm. such a skill. And then claim it's the other person. Yeah! Or... It's kind of like, it's like, I don't don't get the praise, but I get the money. Mm. It's very, um, you know, underground. Mm. But yeah, that's my short, sweet little story. Um... (laughs) Some weird shit goes on in the art world. I love it. This is like the quickest t- the quickest story I've ever told. Normally I'm like wittering on for about half an hour. <laughs> but no, that's... Yeah, yours is a... I mean, in fact, both of our stories have got some levels of fuckery in them. Yeah, absolutely. And like some serious lack of security measures and... The fact that when we... Yeah, when we think about these heists, we think they're going to be really sleek, really like cool, mm. really like planned the out. say they're going to Planned be. out to the T, right? But really, it's just like, they take the chance, and they do it, yep, and once it flies under the, ra- mm. under the radar, they've done it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just kind of like a, a trick, really. It's like mm. a really good trick. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, that's my story. I liked it very much. I'm glad. I found it just for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and for our listeners. Yeah, of course. So, Rosie, do you have any recommendations this week? I do, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think about it when you were talking about your piece of artwork, and then I was talking about mine. I was like, oh my god. <coughs> yes, mm-hmm. this is such a great recommendation. And I love recommending films. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is American Animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Bart Layton. Uh, Bart Layton is also the writer. Um, and it stars the best cast of like upcoming present like young actor like young Fresh men blood. you've got um what's his name from american horror story mm-hmm. evan peters mm-hmm. um you've got evan peters um you've also got a few <coughs> other ones that i recognize um but basically the story is it's, it's like uh, spliced as a documentary but mm-hmm. also they replay out um, the scenes with the people that they're talking about mm. um, so you have Evan Peters with the actual person that he's acting with I mean like who he's acting as mm. um, and they play out their memories of how something happened so basically the story is or rather the true story is is that there was um, four college students mm-hmm. and they all got the idea to steal this almanac that was literally worth it was, it was priceless and oh it's fitting for this episode <laughs> priceless art book and it was this collection of um, watercolour Birds of Paradise I mean the the actual cinematography in it is amazing as well because mm. of the way they film the scenes too they splice it like the opening they splice with um, parts of the uh, the watercolour illustrations mm. with the men's faces and like you then have like these sequences where they're acting out their memories mm. and then you have like the actual people who this happened to or who <coughs> rather did it excuse me guys because, I mean, I'm going to spoil it for you here, but they get caught mm. and it's the most messy experience ever. Mm. Like, they, they have this plan of, like, they're going to dress as old people and they're going to go into this tiny library, which only has one librarian, an old librarian, mm. um, who looks after these such expensive books, mm. right? Um, and it's in one of their, like, university grounds. And they, they figure, oh, well, we'll dress as, like, old people and we'll go and do that, but we have to take care of the, the old woman there. And so there's, like, this this big old uh, uh, battle between, like, what they feel guilty about and what they feel right about and why they did it and mm. their sort of regret with it, too. But I, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Like, mm-hmm. it's about an art heist that goes 
fantastically wrong. Okay. Um, and also, it's really real. Love Evan Peters. Love the other people in it. Go watch it. It was only done uh, last year, 2018. Well, like so. Can find it? Is it Netflix? Or? It's not on Netflix. Guys, you're or just maybe, gonna... maybe it is. Guys, you're just going to have to Google that shit. It's the I think... day and age. You can find it. Yeah. We'll put, think... the de- we'll put the details of the film on our Instagram. You'll be able to find it somewhere. I'm sure. No, I think I saw it on Amazon Prime. That was it. So, yeah, go go watch it that way. Find it. It'll be somewhere. Love it. Um, and I mean, Evan Peters is such a sensational actor. I can't, I can't go over. I can't get over. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my suggestion. Hand in hand with what we're talking about today. Mine relates in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> I have two recommendations. None of them have anything to do with our heists. They're just things Hit I want to recommend. With it, Jenny. I'm going to recommend two things. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is a place called Boo Studios. Ooh. Boo Studios is where I got my latest lot of piercings from. Yay! They look let's, beautiful. Let's support our local, <laughs> you know, our local businesses and businesses. Talent, and talent. artists, so everyone. Boo Studios is a piercing studio. Anyone that lives in Ipswich knows 4th Street. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Spread Eagles down there. If you live in Ipswich, you know where the Spread Eagle mm-hmm. Club is. Just down the road from there. The lady that runs it is lovely. It's an adorable, beautiful little shop. Um, she's really sweet, really professional, makes you feel comfortable. Like, if you're looking to get some piercings done, go check her out. She's incredible. She's on Instagram, uh, um, we'll, again, we'll link her on our Instagram. Go check her out. Go support our local our local businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my other recommendation is a poet. Poet? That <laughs> <laughs> sounded really Suffolk just then, didn't hey, I? We, we've got some poets here. We've got some poets here. It's a writer and a poet, I should mm-hmm. say, called Caroline White. She's, again, she's one of those poets that I like that just does, mm. like, short little bits, you know, easy to digest and it, it touches on all kinds of topics and stuff yeah, like that yeah. um, again find her on Instagram she's CW Poet um, go no, check her out I love it I love that you always bring poetry um, like to well, each of these recommendations it goes hand in hand with art so mm. like you know tell you what I've got a poem for you oh <laughs> hit me with it girl not one I made but I went to with you actually oh yeah I went, we uh, both Jenny and I we went to London a little while back mm-hmm. um, and she took me to a wonderful book fair um the art book fair at the white <laughs> yeah. Temple art gallery yeah i've never been and it was amazing i saw advertising thought better take rosie there yeah um and on the very first uh, row of people i picked up this book mm-hmm. and the guy is called mark beachill mark beachill yeah um and it's his selected poems volume three so th- these are all small press um and it's called delusions of adequacy which i think is quite quite accurate with a lot of things in life and all these um poems are all about his own life experiences and things like that mm-hmm. and this was the very first poem that i read and it struck a chord with me so i instantly bought the book okay so it's called a jar the atrocities of his afternoon was so utterly overwhelming that john had failed to notice his own absent-mindedness and was halfway through taking a shit when he realized that the cubicle door was unlocked and still ajar He quickly shut it and returned to his ruminations. The gods of potential embarrassment were on his side that day. Everyone else was not. It's just fun. (laughs) And so real. I have had a flip through that and some of them are brilliant. (laughs) Oh, they are, yeah. And I really like how it's been printed and it's... uh, I bought some lovely things there as well. (laughs) Oh, it was beautiful. I really loved it. Um, And this is uh, printed uh, with lessthan500.com, like the Less Than 500 Mm -hmm. Press. Oh, yeah. um, and the guy was really nice as well I really enjoyed uh, talking with him like 
talked to everyone there for oh my god like, you, we, 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 Rosie can't help herself <laughs> she literally I'd done both rooms I came back she was halfway around the first I know, room yeah I just had to I, it was so nice talking with everyone in London it was, oh London I love London everybody well if you don't love London there's something wrong with you but <laughs> um but yeah uh, the guy um Mark, Mark, Be- Mark Beechel really recommend going to have a little look with him we'll stick him on our recommended post as yeah. well yeah yeah and I'm sure he'll be thrilled that I read out one of his poems <laughs> uh, well I hope so we hope you enjoyed it Mark <laughs> yeah hopefully you remember me maybe Who crazy knows? ginger girl that yeah, just possibly. couldn't stop talking mm-hmm. right well yeah that's that's us this week isn't it that's a wrap guys woohoo <laughs> I always say rock and roll on I know yeah like... but first of all how can you find us Jenny you can find us on Instagram at Drunk Art Review, and you can also find us at Drunk Art Review on Twitter. Yeah, we're on both. Woo-hoo-hoo. You can search us on Spotify. Uh-huh. Our original posts are on SoundCloud. Everything yeah. is linked on our Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. Love that we're on Spotify now. So good. We post all of our episode themes. We announce our themes, and then we post the recommendations, recommendations, the pieces of artwork extra. we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's any like upcoming galleries or shows that we recommend, yeah. we try and stick them on there as well. Um, we share things on Twitter we share lots of artists on Twitter um, mm-hmm. so yeah and it's a range of artists super modern you know graphic oh, designers yeah. illustrators to like Our Kandinsky goes from and Klimt. very very old to very 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 yeah. new we share so. anything and everything that appeals yeah. to us so yeah I mean yeah check us out on Twitter and Insta come and join in the conversation mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and uh, you can find us on our own personal ones mine is Rosie La uh, L-A-H well Rosie L-A-H you know mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram and then Rosie La Studio on Twitter I also have my website which is www.rosielar.com um, as you probably already know I mean there's a lot of Rosie Lars there mm. Uh, but yeah, and where can we find you, Jenny? You can find me on Instagram at <laughs> jennifer.ellen.kemp. I like that you need to get your phone out, like, you know. <laughs> no, no, see, oh. the problem is I remember my Instagram handle, but I can never remember my Twitter handle because it's slightly different. Because mm. it's not long enough to get my full name in. So, on Twitter, I am at jen, J-E-N-N, underscore Ellen, underscore Kemp. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but basically, if you search Jennifer Ellen Kemp on either, I come up, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, and you can just, I mean, just find us on Instagram. Hook us up. Get some more followers. Mm-hmm. We, our followers are, are slowly growing, I'm noticing, which is quite nice. Wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that is us this week. We are so thrilled that you decided to listen with us. Yeah. And we hope that you enjoyed our little art thief stories yeah. today. <laughs> um, yeah, we love you all. And we will say goodbye. See you later. Don't steal any artwork that isn't yours, folks. Bye. Bye.